Well, some of the crowd are on the pitch. Buddy, this is Gary. Josh is out uh, for this episode of the podcast. First off, want to thank you guys. We are almost at twenty-five thousand followers on Instagram, so thank you, everyone out there who has been following us <clears throat> and who's been sending us direct messages and comments and sending us their teams for feedback. <clears throat> we appreciate all of it. We also appreciate those who have joined the Let's Talk Soccer FPL League. If you haven't yet, you still can. Just go to our Instagram account. It's just at Let's Talk Soccer, and you'll see the code to join in our bio. We are right around 5,000 participants, which is pretty amazing. So thanks to everyone who joined and also who got their friends to join. That was a huge help. We're going to talk about nothing but... Fantasy Premier League in this episode, so let's get to it. All right, first, let's take a look back at Game Week 1. Lots to talk about here. Lots of emotions for people all over the place. First, let's go straight to the team that had the highest score in the land. And... This team had 137 points. The manager played bench boost, so definitely looking for that game week one advantage there. Um, And I'll say this too, 137 points is unusually high, um, as were the scores in general this week. So a lot of, uh, I guess, bargain-priced players getting a lot of points, so... You run out of budget paying for the more expensive, bigger-name players, and uh, you're left to choose from these lower-priced players. And thankfully, a lot of them gained a lot of points this week. So expect the the average and those high scores, sort of those outliers, to come down a little bit in the near future. <clears throat> All right, the players on um, the number one team in the world – is in goal, McCarthy at 11 points. Back three, Robertson with 11, Van Anholt with 11, and Shaw with 11. Four in the middle, Bernardo Silva with eight, Mane 16, Richarlison 14, and his captain Salah with 16. Up top, Zaha with five, Mitrovic with two, and Aguero with only two. And on the bench, we mentioned he had bench boost going. Seven from Joe Hart, 11 from Fraser, and uh, 12 from Juan Bissaka, and 0 from Bednarek. So that's how the number one team in the world stacked up in game week one. Average points was 53. Pretty high. Um, And a lot of you did much better than that, so congratulations. A lot of you sent us your scores and your teams, and um, congratulations on, on a game week well played. Let's see here. The most owned player out there was, of course, Mo Salah, who was also the most selected player. No surprise there, right? Um, Came up big with a goal, missed another couple opportunities. He didn't get bonus points, and the reason they didn't was because he missed some chances. 
and you can get negative bonus points for missing those chances. So that's why uh, a couple of his teammates earned po bonus points, and he did not. The most captain player, Salah. Most vice captain player, David De Gea. A little bit surprised about that, that a goalkeeper would get the captaincy, but he did. <clears throat> Let's look at uh, the game week one dream team. Okay, so overall points from this team altogether is 139. Pereira had the high score of 16 points. Quite a weekend for him. <clears throat> All right, Ingle, McCarthy with 11. Five in the back. Mendy with 15. Holobos with 13. Juan Basaka with 12. Schlupp with 11. And Shaw with 11. Four in the middle. Pereira with 16. Mane, 16. Richarlison, 14. Talk about him in a second. Neves with 12. And Wilson with 8. Uh, update on Richarlison. Turns out that that calf injury that he had was nothing more than a cramp. Apparently, as of Tuesday... Uh, the 14th, which is today, as I'm recording this, um, he is back in full training and expected to start this weekend. So good news to the 23% of us that own him. Let's take a look at the activity of transfers in and out. This is always interesting. <clears throat> People tend to uh, get very reactive, especially after game week one on this. So all of the, the players coming in are the ones that got large scores over the weekend. Those are Neves, Wan-Bissaka, Mendy, Shaw, and Mane. And the top transfers out, Sun, Trippier, Lovren, Sané, and Shakiri. Now, I don't know that Sané was a wise decision. Just because he didn't start, as a lot of people thought he would, doesn't mean that he's not going to play in game week two. So I talk about reaction. Some of these new players uh, that are either new to the Premier League or in newly promoted teams, just, just wait and see a little bit. Don't be so quick to jump the gun and pull them into their team. There were some very fortunate circumstances for some of them that happened that allowed them to get the points they did. That will not be a regular thing more than likely. So just sort of buyer beware with with that. All right. So let's talk about our team. How did we do? I'm glad you asked. We had 72 points overall, so we're pretty happy. One mistake is, and this was my fault, um, put Davies on defense on our team. Originally wanted to go with Vertonghen, but honestly thought that he wouldn't play because of the World Cup. Had debated Mendy, uh, either one of those two would have been a better choice than Davies. So we'll have to correct that sometime soon, but I'm not going to go overboard just yet. All right, in goal, we had Foster with six. Back three, Tompkins with six, Robertson with 11, and Davies had two. Middle four, Willian with six, Salah, our captain, with 16, Erickson with only two, which was unfortunate, and Richarlison, of course, with 14. We had up top three forwards, King only two, Aguero only two, and Zaha five. So that front three did not perform the way we had hoped. Uh, if you're curious, although we didn't play bench boost on our bench, we had Ederson with eight, Juan Basaka with 12, Peltier with zero, and Stevens with just one point. 
All right, so that's sort of a quick recap on game week one. Let's look towards game week two. I uh, already have a lot of questions coming at us on Instagram, and what we're going to do each week is we'll post some teams uh, for feedback like we did prior to the start of the season. We'll also post questions, and we will provide responses, and we'll also sort of get that crowdsourcing, get other followers um, to provide their feedback as well. And I think that's been a really good and useful thing, at least from what we've heard. So thank you to those who have submitted questions and teams and also have commented and provided um, some usable feedback. That's been pretty cool. All right. Um, what to do in game week two? A few tips. <clears throat> and we also posted some on Instagram, and there's a lot of overlap between what I'll say and what we posted. The first thing is have a plan. Um, look three game weeks out. Don't look too far out because fixture difficulty ratings change over time. Players get injured or suspended over time. There's international breaks. So just keep sort of a, a short-term look in front of you. Um, and think about, are you planning to use your free transfer this week or will you hold on to it until next week? You can accumulate up to two free transfers at any given time. You can't keep building up to five and six and seven, um, but you can have as many as two. So a lot of managers like to save theirs one week and have two the following week, and you make sort of a more significant change to your team that way. If you're planning to use it, though, what are your options? Um, and we can talk about some things to look for to help sort of uh, – you zero in on some options. <clears throat> As I mentioned, look at upcoming fixtures and check the FDR, the fixture difficulty ranking. Scale of one to five, one being the easiest matches, five being the most difficult. We'll continue to post those on our Instagram page as well. But um, going off of the next three matches, here are some teams that are worth looking at in terms of acquiring players. Um, Arsenal, once they get past Chelsea in game week two, their load lightens up quite a bit. Um, Bournemouth for the next couple of matches has some favorable matchups. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Chelsea's lightens up, of course, after they play Arsenal. Crystal Palaces, they have Liverpool this coming weekend, and then theirs gets light. Everton's is good all the way until game week six. So hopefully Richarlison goes on a tear there for us. Um, Liverpool's is good until game week five where they play Spurs. And then, of course, Manchester City, they easily took down Arsenal uh, surprisingly well. Um, and they're, they're good for the next foreseeable future. So if you don't have three Manchester City players on your team, you need to get them. Um, then narrow it down on those teams and start to look for players that you want to look at. Um, another tip. If you have four or more players that need to be replaced immediately, some of you out there just chose the wrong teams, uh, chose the wrong players for your team. So you may need to think about using your wild card um, and just, just taking care of business and just getting the entire team, give it a makeover. Um, you get one wild card uh, for each half of the season. So this one will be usable until 
December 31st, and then on the 1st of January, you'll get a new one. And what the wild card is, is that you can blow up your entire team. You can replace all 15 squad members uh, with no points deductions whatsoever, and it's permanent until you decide to change that team again. Um, <clears throat> or your other option is that you can use your one free transfer and then just bite the bullet and take a negative four-point hit for each other player that you replace on top of that. <clears throat> so all depends on what you want to do. Remember, it's not ideal to take a points hit uh, in a week, but this is a marathon, not a sprint. So um, sometimes you got to sacrifice the short-term for the long-term goal, right? <clears throat> um, keep an eye on price changes. There are two things that affect prices mostly. <clears throat> One is performance uh, and form, and the other, which is a, a little more of a long-term play that has to build up over time. I think form is uh, is uh, changed over a 30-day period or reflective of a 30-day period, um, but demand can affect it immediately. And we saw some prices go up <clears throat> um, today, Tuesday. Uh, demand. The prices can rise with high demand or decrease with lots of people dropping players. So whether people are snatching up a bunch of players or snapping up a player, um, his price can go up by uh, 0.1 million pounds. Or if a lot of people are dumping that player, uh, can decrease by the same amount, similar to uh, the stock market, right? Um <clears throat> A little word to the wise as far as price changes go. If you are certain or almost certain that you want to pick up a player uh, after a very successful weekend, do it on either Sunday evening or mo Monday at some point. The price changes come out on Tuesday. So you can beat uh, the price change to the punch, especially when budgets are lean. Another tip, save your free hit until the international break, <clears throat> uh, when most of the big-name players will be gone. It's a good time to use it. <clears throat> so what the free hit is, is it's similar to the wild card in that you can change your entire squad with no points deduction, but it only lasts for one full game week. Then your team goes back to the way it was prior to using it. So international breaks are an option. <clears throat> you also look at the international breaks, and there's three of them, each about a week long, uh, one in September, one in October, one in November, um, this first half of the season. Not every country is playing each of those three times. So if you can start to look ahead a little bit and manipulate your team in a way that if uh, during break one, for example, England is playing, maybe start to unload some of your English players and bring on some French players as just an example. And then you do the same for break two and break three. Um, and of course you have a bench too. So if you chose a good bench, you may be able to just make some substitutions without dropping players that you know you're going to want to bring back in. All right, those are some things to do. What not to do. I mentioned this earlier. Don't freak out if your team didn't do so well. Um, as I said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. As long as your core team is good, just make small adjustments as needed. You've got your free transfer each week. Uh, hopefully you have a decent bench. 
and if you need to take the occasional negative four hit, do it, but I wouldn't make it, you know, a uh, widely practiced thing. Uh, secondly, don't jump on the bandwagon just yet. There's all these new players coming in, all of these cheap players that are doing really, really well. Until they've proven themselves, maybe over a three-week span, four-week span, as short as two, if you really get a chance to uh, thoroughly assess these players, don't give in and just get them if they're a flash in the pan. They're a shiny new object. Everybody likes that. Um, but just because Jorginho had a big week in game week one doesn't mean he's going to in game week two. So players like Pedro, Conte, Jorginho, Neves, Wilson, Juan Basaka, um, just know that 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 week might have might be their only really great week for a long time. So just be aware of that. Invest wisely. All right, some players to think about bringing in. Mane, we know how he does in the Premier League. He had a big weekend in game week one, um, and we know based on history that, that he can play. So he's a wise investment, as is Mendy. I think Damari Gray, in terms of sort of watch list players, may be one to keep on your watch list. Um, he's very inexpensive, and the theory, at least at the beginning of the season, is that with Mahrez gone, he'll be the main guy uh, to feed Vardy balls. So hopefully he can rack up some assists. Um, all right, what are we doing for our team, taking all of that into account? <clears throat> we dropped Willian, and we're going to bring in Bernardo Silva. In fact, we already have, and we did that before the price change. Um, why Bernardo Silva? Because of Manchester City's upcoming schedule. Now, he may not play every single time, but no player is going to play every game. So uh, we have a bench that we like. We have other players that can, um, can sort of pick up and do the heavy lifting when needed. So we're, we're good with our choice. And we sort of have a three- or four-week horizon that we're looking at thinking about what moves we want to do um, coming up, and we'll certainly share those with you guys. Bernardo Silva may not be a long-term solution, but again, because of City's upcoming fixtures, um, he's worth the move right now. <clears throat> guys, I think that's going to do it. We will, of course, post uh, the scouts selection later in the week. We will post his ones to watch in case you haven't put two and two together. The five players that he identifies as the ones to watch each week end up in his uh, selection his, of 11 players. Uh, we will pass along other tips. We will solicit input and questions and teams from you. And, of course, we'll post our Game Week 2 team as well. So, guys, thank you so much. If you don't follow us on Instagram yet, please look for Let's Talk Soccer and follow us. We want to keep growing this thing, and we appreciate all that you guys do for us. Until next time, on behalf of Josh, I say peace. Goodbye.